line dances. I have a dream, he said. I wonder what it would feel like had Martin Luther King Jr. been living today with the realization that this speech he gave on August 28, 1963 would be known by these four words, I have a dream. When that phrase is mentioned, even perhaps by a youngster sharing her dreams with her mamma, when the words uttered are, I have a dream, I'll bet most every living human being thinks of Martin Luther King Jr. If you do a bit of research on this powerful speech, which I did in a course I took in my last year of seminary with my friend Dr. Jimmy Kirby, a Martin Luther King Jr. scholar, you'll discover that these four words almost didn't make it in. In fact, they weren't even written into the speech. Now, King didn't write the speech entirely by himself. The first draft was written by his advisors, Stanley Levison and Clarence Jones, and the final speech included input from a lot of his friends. And the night before the speech... King's advisor, Wyatt Walker, suggested that he not use any of that dream stuff during the march on Washington, calling it trite and cliché. As the story goes, King was up until 4 o'clock in the morning the night before working on the speech. And when it came time to deliver, he does what we do sometimes. So in that last speaker that he was to a very large and hot crowd, many of whom had already left, feeling the same spirit that our scripture speaks of this morning, and indeed sometimes the spirit that we pastors feel as we're preaching, the spirit of the living God, King put aside his prepared remarks and delved into the dream section of the speech. After his friend, Mahalia Jackson, a gospel singer, shouted to him, Tell him about the dream, Martin. I wonder this morning, when is the last time that you dreamed? When's the last time you dreamed? And how do dreams move from only dreams to reality? How do they move to dances? We know that the dream MLK Jr. spoke about almost 53 years ago still hasn't come to full fruition. The truth is we've got a long ways to go. Yet in these 53 years, people have found some unusual dance partners to acknowledge and address both personal and systemic racism. Oh, we don't have to look any further than how our mostly white, mostly LGBTQ congregation at the time joined several years ago with an all-black, very conservative congregation. And together we have formed this incredibly beautiful, authentic, and loving church family. And yet within our governmental systems, around our boardrooms and, and other places where the powerful make decisions for the others, we know that our black and brown siblings are still way underrepresented. So we might still have that dream. Might we be willing to take chances in order to turn those dreams into dances of freedom and celebration? Oh, you see, my friends, dreaming's a wonderful thing. It is the seed of our futures. Dreams bring possibility into clearer focus. And dreams sometimes bring the, the hope and the hope of 
that's beyond our current realities. And I think dreams can bring grace beyond our past mistakes. I still dream. And I hope that I'm dreaming until my dying day, whenever that might be. We are never too old or too young to dream. And I hope we always remember that. I remember a dream I had when I was about eight years old of being a preacher someday. Most folks laughed as if I dared to share that dream. I was a girl after all, and girls can't grow up to be preachers. I didn't listen too well, thank God. And although I shelved that childhood dream for 40 years, I didn't let it die. Because God's Spirit just kept prodding me to keep that dream alive. Even when I took a chance to enter seminary and was told, you'll never be ordained, Marsh. That Spirit of God kept prodding me to keep the dream alive. And so many of you know the story that I took a chance and the folks in San Jose, California took a chance. Sight unseen for both of us. And through a unique, never seen before or path since. This path to ordination, here I am. Dances, dreams moved to chances, and then they were transformed to dances. The Indiana-Kentucky Conference of the United Church of Christ had dreams 20 years ago of a new church start in Lexington. And they looked for a pastor for seven years before I even heard of the United Church of Christ. But they didn't give up on their dream. Thank God. That same spirit, God's spirit, kept prodding them to keep the dream alive. And so they heard about me from my former minister turned mentor, Bill Kincaid. And they chose as their dance partner an unproven fourth-year seminary student who had never pastored a church to start a church. I mean, who does that? And here's the truth. I know that some in the conference question that decision, not only to choose an unknown and new pastor after all those years of dreaming, but a lesbian one at that. And yet, God's Spirit kept prodding them. And then God started bugging me. And dance partners we became and taking a chance on one another which has now moved into this beautiful ten-and-a-half-year dance. I still dream. When I was in seminary, I dreamed someday of taking the songs I've written over the years and finding some way to share them. And then one day, this guy I'd never met or heard of, which after I met him, I can't believe I'd never heard of him, but this guy strolls into Sanders Chapel and I hear that voice, and I see that smile. And before I knew it, not only were we in a real live Nashville studio recording together, but he's been our associate minister for over four years now, and our worship leader a few years before that. Kenny Bishop, and he shared this story, he took a chance on being in church ministry again after being treated pretty harshly by the church, capital C. When he decided to come out and be authentic and living with his truest self. 
And oh, the dance we get to share with Kenny. And by the way, we've now recorded over 20 of our original songs and we can't wait to share them with you all in the not-too-distant future. I still dream, I dreamed that someone would come into my life that would challenge me in terms of slowing me down as I bulldoze my way through life. And that someone would challenge me to consider God's Spirit at work before I made my own plans. That that someone would take me to a deeper spiritual place than I'd ever been, even in seminary. And that person would challenge me and love me at the same time. And then behold, comes this fiery short woman with spiked type hair into Sanders Chapel. Bringing a notebook and scribbling. Half the time I didn't even know if she was bored, paying attention, or what she was doing. But one day she shared some of those notes and scribble with me. And that's when the dance began with Pam Lee Miller and continues. Because as she has shared openly, she was just about done with organized church. Until she found us and took a chance. Wishes and dreams, chances and dances. And I still dream, friends. And I pray with God's Spirit at work that my dreams can move me to take more chances, resulting in more dances. Might you share some of these dreams? I dream that one day those of us who identify as LGBTQ won't be seen as second-class citizens with less-than marriages. So much so that we can pull into a parking lot of a tax provider and see a sign on the window proudly and boldly stating that homosexual marriages are not recognized here, as occurred this past week right here in the state of Kentucky. And worse, it's legal for that tax preparer or a cake decorator or a restaurant to do that, unless the county or city has enacted a fairness ordinance, like Louisville and then Lexington did in 99, and since then 19 other communities have followed. Now I want you to sit with that a minute, friends. For according to the more recent census, there are 539 cities in Kentucky, 120 counties, and a whopping 21 provide employment, housing, and public accommodation protections for the LGBT community. I can tell you firsthand from my involvement with Just Fund Kentucky that making this happen for those 21 communities has been a long, emotional, and exhausting battle. But until you are counted in this label of our humanity, you can't know how it feels to know that you are safe and less than a half of a percent in what you call your home state. See, friends, I dream of a day when federal protections will be enacted so that no state, no commonwealth, no city, no county in our nation can discriminate based on who one chooses to love or how one identifies their orientation or sexual identity. 
But just like those 21 communities didn't become places of dignity just for simple dreaming, my or your dreaming of these United States becoming non-discriminatory will not happen with simply dreams. We must take chances and go beyond what we think is possible and hold our elected officials accountable and make our dances calling for dignity and justice loud. And we must be unwilling to sit out the most important dances of our lifetimes. I still dream. I dream of a day when public education is really valued. When our teachers are compensated fairly for the important work they do. When our kids, when they're comparing their schools and opportunities, they can be assured it's a fair playing field. Instead of us driving in poor neighborhoods and seeing schools in distress and teachers burn out so much so they leave. We need our best teachers in these poor schools. Not using them as stepping stones until they can move to schools where parents have resources and provide support. Ask any good teacher the model to level the playing field. And if they're honest, they'll tell you, we need to devise a system where the most talented teachers are placed in the most challenging schools. Where classroom sizes are reduced. And where early childhood education is provided to every kid. And I dream of the day when we stop labeling those with challenges as disabled. And instead, we adopt a term that I learned from my inclusive church family in San Jose, differently abled. See, friends, in using this term, I'm not just talking about linguistics. Rather, those with different abilities are just as valued. They're not disabled. They're not handicapped. They're different. And in these differences, they teach us a lot of lessons, don't they? About patience and perseverance and courage and just sheer grit. But until we take every chance we can to learn from those who are differently abled and advocate for them, and begin to change those labels and treatment, then we cannot turn their differences into dances. But I dream of when we will. I dream of so many things. Of a day when our elderly community is not discounted. Rather, we sit by their side like sponges to soak in their wisdom of living. I dream of a day when we stop labeling one another. We stop putting society's norms on who and what we should be. We stop measuring ourselves by how others measure us. I have a dream that instead of critiquing our bodies, we begin to be grateful for them. I dream of a day when we tell the truth about our indigenous siblings. And we also carry their concern for our environment. Dreams. See, I believe when Jesus left his followers, he wanted them to dream. And he wanted them to take chances like he did. He wanted to eat with folks that others thought he ought not to. To ask folks to be his right hands when people looked at them as just commoners. To sit at a well with a woman, scorned and ashamed. Given her living water so overflowing, she had to share it with the ones that judged her so harshly. 
Jesus took a lot of chances and a lot of risk. And in doing so, friends, he showed us how to dance. In spite of resistance, in spite of judgment, in spite of the powers that be, in spite of being ridiculed and in his case, in spite of knowing that it would cost him his life to change the world. And yet, he came back. That's what we're celebrating this season. Jesus came back in one form or another. And it didn't really matter to me the specifics of all that. But in whatever form, he came back and he blew God's spirit among God's people. He encouraged them to work together and to dance together. Dances of peace and joy and hope and love in spite of everything going on in their world. Will we dare to dream as individuals? Will we dare to dream as Bluegrass United Church of Christ? Will we dare to dream as a country? And will we dare to take chances to make those dreams come true? Even when we might not see the full manifestation of those dreams in our lifetime. Will we dare to dance when all around it seems the music has stopped? So as with last week, I invite you to hear these words from a contemporary song that we just heard a part of. And I invite you to hear these words as if God is speaking them to us. Because I believe that God is. I hope the days come easy. And the moments pass slow and each road leads you where you want to go. And if you're faced with a choice and you have to choose, I hope you choose the one that means the most to you. And if one door opens and another door closes, I hope you keep on walking till you find the window. If it's cold outside, show the world the warmth of your smile. And I hope you never look back, you never forget all the ones who love you in the place you left. I hope you always forgive and you never regret. And you help somebody every chance you get. And oh, you find God's grace in every mistake and always give more than you take. But more than anything, my wish for you is that this life becomes all that you want it to. That your dreams stay big, your worries stay small, you never need to carry more than you can hold. And while you're out there getting where you're getting to, I hope you know somebody loves you and wants the same things too. Oh yeah, this is my wish. Friends, you are so loved by God and by your pastors and by this church family. And so I do hope you dream and dream big for as the saying goes, if you ain't having struggles on your dream, your dreams ain't big enough. So I hope you dream and take chances. And I hope that when you and I are given the choice to sit life out or dance, 
By gosh, I hope we dance. Because, let me share this with you. The world needs our dreams. The world needs our chances. The world needs our dances now more than ever. And with the help of God, may we indeed choose to dance. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.